0: Well, Bradley, uh, I don't think you meant to ruffle some feathers, That's but some name. feathers got ruffled yesterday during the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk one oh seven one. streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. On the topic of Jennifer Aniston. I know.
2: How did we end up there? Well, we got a listener email, and I wanted to respond to the listener email. Um, and I thought, what better way to do it than use the show? So oh, my yesterday goodness.
0: We were, On the show.
2: Right? So yesterday we were doing this thing where we were talking about Jennifer Aniston. And she was actually... What? Nothing. She was my D-bag yesterday. Mm-hmm. Mostly because I feel like she helps perpetuate um, this whole poor Jennifer Aniston story. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's a story that's gone on since Friends, since she became Jennifer Aniston, right, Mm -hmm. in popular culture. And we've talked about this storyline repeatedly, like the whole, you know, when she was trying to get married, quote unquote to Justin Thoreau and, like, would he ever marry her? Would they ever have kids? Like, this has just been an... Un- oh, God, and I it, mean, it started obviously with Brad
0: Pitt. Yes. You know, and there was all the conversation about, you know, the, the whether the divorce was about the fact that he didn't want children and she did, or that... You know, one of them wasn't able to give the other one children. I mean, it was so ridiculous.
2: And that story line has been around forever. And uh, then it continues. But I kind of feel like she knows what sells. And frankly, she knows what's good for attention in terms of her celebrity, which is her career. Right. So she's, you know, getting uh, people to pay attention to her this time because of a, a movie she's involved in. So it doesn't surprise me that she's talking. The story was that her mom basically was a model and beautiful and she was ugly and nobody ever, you know, thought she she was was a troll
0: and she couldn't measure. Yeah,
2: So we were making fun of that Mm -hmm. Um, because everybody
0: knows Jennifer Aniston is not a troll. I mean, that is the most ridiculous thing. That's
2: the that's the irony slash humor in that story. So, in, in telling that story, I used the term barren old hag as if Jennifer Aniston, because again, storyline is, according to popular culture tabloids, that Jennifer Aniston is a barren old hag. That's not me calling that her is, a barren old hag.
0: That is your critique of how the the tabloids yeah, present yeah,
2: yeah. her. And I get that, you know, I don't know when um, listener Barb call, or, uh, tuned in, so mm-hmm. I don't know where she came in, so... I I didn't go back and listen, but I thought it was pretty clear that what I was saying is there's this whole storyline about Jennifer Aniston being a barren old hag. She's not a barren old hag, but the media likes to portray her as such regardless. What's interesting about that is and and I just want to say to Barb, I don't think she's a barren old hag and um
0: those actually aren't words that I hear you use
2: uh would it be Ever. smart for the guy on the radio and she gave me all sorts of reasons why I shouldn't use it like I I was there years ago so thank you barb and I appreciate that you you were felt moved enough to comment but i just want you to know you're, you're t- you you want to take up that issue with people magazine and every other tabloid because they're the ones that have been perpetrating this notion that she is just this sad lonely old woman who's gonna die childless
0: and your choice to use those words was to punctuate how they are yeah. portraying her yeah. not your no 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 of course yeah Thank not you. your opinion of her
2: So thank you for letting me put a finer
0: point on that. I
2: appreciate (laughs) it. Thank you for letting me set the record straight. Well, what's interesting, though, is I'm not the only one who just happened to have this on the brain, because as I'm uh, patrolling the internets this morning, I see the following um, article. When Us Met Jen, Hmm. the history of the tabloid creation, Sad Jennifer Aniston.
0: Okay, you were like, I'm here for this. I'm here Click. for this. Tell I will read me more. this now.
2: Tell me more. Yes. Well, it turns out that Slate and um, a woman by the name of Willa Paskin, she uh, recorded a podcast episode for the Dakota Ring podcast wherein she talks about this very notion that Jennifer Aniston is, you know, sad Jennifer Aniston, yeah. according to popular culture. And she she basically goes all the way back to when Friends began And she also goes back to the tabloid Us Weekly and when it begins, when it went from Us Magazine Mm -hmm. to Us Weekly and sort of its place in the changing way tabloids talk about, report on or uh, a lack thereof celebrities, Mm -hmm. right? I have not listened to the podcast, but I'm very excited to and I will post this so that we can all listen together if we want because in the lead up to this particular podcast episode, she lays out you know, like the starting point and how we get to this, um, idea that Jennifer Aniston is sad, Jennifer Aniston. Mm -hmm. And I think it will be both a fascinating, I'm like selling it. I don't even know it could be crap, but I kind of feel like slate magazine is very thoughtful in the things that they publish, that this will tell us something about tabloid journalism in loose quotes. And, um, specifically the story about Jennifer Aniston, which coincidentally, is on our lips because we just talked about it yesterday.
0: Yeah, and you know what's interesting about it? And we kind of touched on this like super briefly during the uh, dirt alert, I believe. Um, but but we you have to remember we we all have to remember. And I haven't listened to this podcast either, but I'm looking forward to listening to it because Jennifer Aniston has been a thing since Friends was on the air. And when Friends was on the air, the tabloid media and paparazzi and how celebrities used the tabloid media and paparazzi they've always used each other but it was different then it wasn't we didn't have the the internet we didn't have the tmz we didn't have the 24 hour we didn't have twitter we didn't have social media we didn't have platforms where we were able to keep track of celebrities and their whereabouts and what they were doing and who they were seeing and you know we didn't have the ability to do that at that time and so there, Over time, you probably will see a progression of how that narrative started and then how Jennifer Aniston has sort of started to use that narrative Oh yeah, to, pro- to and, propel and whatever she's trying to
2: And I don't blame, promote. The, you know, again, people uh, criticize us on occasion for talking about dumb stuff. I think if you listen carefully to our show, you will hear us talk smartly about dumb stuff. Mm hmm talk intelligently or attempt to the best of our own abilities. I'm not trying to oversell our intelligence because, because you've listened to the show. But I'm saying I think if we're anything, we're very curious about the process of celebrity and the machinery of celebrity and the industry of celebrity and what that looks like and things like the the different tabloids. So if you just think of all tabloids as the same, they're not. right. And in this particular article, which the podcast then takes off from... Um, and again, her name is Willa, and I apologize. I should probably know who she is because she's probably somebody who's already known, but her name is Willa Paskin. And um, she's, you know, com- comments on all sorts of uh, entertainment related topics. But my point being that she talks about the beginning of People Magazine and what People Magazine was at its outset and what it is now, which mm-hmm. is a far different thing. They used to have journalists yeah. who covered actual stories, it was not just celebrity puff pieces. And we more frequently than we used to have been poking fun and being critical of people magazine because they've turned into very much, a, a an extension of celebrities mm-hmm. themselves mm-hmm. and their PR departments and PR spokespersons. Right. So they literally are just, um, you know, allowing celebrities a platform. And then it's sort of like a twofer. They get access. That is people magazine gets access. The celebrity then gets, the attention. Right. 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 And it gets to be crafted in part together so that it serves both of their needs. And then she talks about us weekly and how it became what it is versus what it started out being and why and how, and what the different tabloids uh, also contribute. And I think those things are endlessly fascinating. Well,
0: I do too. I, I do too. And, and I, I think as a sort of piece of homework, we should both listen to this and, and then hopefully come back to it uh, either tomorrow or a little bit later yeah, in the week. For sure. Um, once we actually have put the time in to listen to what yeah. this is all about, because I do think there's something interesting there. And to your point, Bradley, you know, we have been a little bit critical of People magazine because and this is I'm, I'm going to say this and it sounds a little bit crass and I understand this. But I have a friend who is in PR and about five years ago, I remember her saying to me. The following words and again I recognize that this does not land well but but hear what I'm saying. She said to me, People Magazine is changing. This was like five years ago. She goes, you'll notice it used to be a lot more baby in the well stories. And what that was referencing, of course, was Jessica, the baby who yeah. fell in the well. Like what, in the 90s did yeah. that happen? And that was covered very extensively in People Magazine. You do not see that type of human interest stories in People Magazine on the pages of no, People Magazine. celebrity. And that would have been on the cover of People Magazine. Yeah. Now we only see celebrities on the couple or cover of People magazine, yeah. and all throughout the pages, and I'm putting that loose quotes because does anybody get the print edition anymore? Yeah, I mean, rarely in the doctor's office you might see it, um, but it is—it's all celebrity coverage now. It's all
2: celebrity driven, and mostly because—and again, this is a far longer conversation we could go on, and we probably will. And thank you for listening, and hopefully you'll continue to do so that so we continue to talk about it. <sighs> Take a breath. but um, uh, there. It's laziness, honestly, Mm -hmm. because what it is is like the publication needs content. I shouldn't say laziness, but it's just it is intellectual laziness in the sense that they need content. Celebrities are willing to give that content. But in in return, you're sort of furthering their own the narrative that they want and Mm -hmm. for people people who are always like you guys are so hard on them they're so mean or you know they're just can't they just be in love and i'm like sure all of those things are amazing show me the documentary that supports any of the reality of what you're trying to sell me but on not on people magazine because i know from doing what we do that people magazine isn't giving me some sort of like There there is no, um, what's his name, Ronan Farrow over at People Magazine telling me the true story about what's really going on with celebrities.
0: It's a reprinting of a press release given by a PR person of
2: a celebrity. And we could do that day in and day out, frankly, Mm -hmm. because celebrities make it very easy. Like, hey, you should talk about this. Well, why would I want to talk about the thing that you want me to talk about? I'm far more interested in talking about the thing, uh, you know, uh, that's going on under your skirt. I'm saying in the, you know, the yes I made my point
0: when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show um I need to issue a plea on the behalf of all parents Uh-oh. um it has to do with the song baby shark
2: do, 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 do. stop it
0: now when we come back we'll talk about baby shark do, 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 on my do, talk 107 Max, well if you are I'm a stranger I'm to I'm the baby shark like, viral do, phenomenon do, 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 do. I'm jealous because this is not something you probably wanted to be acquainted with. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 107.1, streaming live at mytalk 1071com Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Listen, um, it was cute the first time I heard it, and it was cute maybe the fifth time I heard it. But after about 500 times, this song ceases to be adorable.
2: Granny shirt. Yeah,
0: it goes on and on and on and on and on. How many minutes is that a song? I mean, it's a lot of minutes. And two? It's two minutes.
2: Two minutes. Two, do, 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 By the do, way, two get long. Violent. Oh, do
0: the yeah. There's eating. I mean, it's well, tough. Yeah. yeah. It's the circle of life. Calm down. Um, it's in, in any case, uh, parents and people of America and the world, the community that we know as the universe, um, we need to put a stop to something. Currently, you can purchase. On Amazon, I'm sorry, you can pre-order on Amazon.com. It's an e-commerce site. It's really catching on. Uh, For $70, the line of baby shark toys, they're plushies. When you squeeze them, they do this. This has to be stopped. You do not want these in your home. This
2: is the best gift, by the way, for aunts and uncles. No. No. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. No, 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 no. About putting it on my my nephew. Would you like to continue to speak to the family members? Well, okay. Depends on your family. Only give it to somebody who you don't want to actually spend time with, because this is an earworm that the world no longer needs. Also, too, I would like to offer this pro tip: parents always keep a set of batteries that don't work on hand. Pop those suckers in. That thing will be done in no time, and then, oh, sorry, it broke.
2: What are they going to do when, like, toys don't need batteries anymore?
0: I don't know. That apparent, uh, hopefully.
1: This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne. Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu.
0: the parents of america coalition i don't know if that's a thing will put a stop to that kind of behavior cuz no this no we need oh, wow. no more earworms oh, really? no more earworms
2: um well okay so you know it would make like a really awesome toy. <laughs> what um cuz i um, when we were talking about this earlier the the only thing more annoying than the baby shark although it's kind of cute right Something that's actually not more cute. annoying, and frankly, just be grateful this is not a toy for your children.
0: Hey, can you imagine if
2: that was in a plushie?
0: Yeah, a little cute car that you would squeeze, and every time you did, this would come out of it. Oh my gosh! What? I was thinking like of a combo platter.
2: Well, if you like hit it once, it does the yeah, and it but it would be shark. like
0: sharks for kids. This sounds like my house for probably like a solid. <laughs> Two years uh, with all the toys going off at the same time. Just say no. Just say no to the baby shark. All right. Plushy. Thank you. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got celebrities. They're behaving badly. Loose bags. And we call them D bags on My Talk 1071. One, celebrities one. behaving badly. They do it all the time. And we have a whole segment just for them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We call those celebrities behaving badly D-bags.
1: Presenting
0: Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day.
2: Douchebag. Oh, that felt good. Okay. Um, my douchebag today. <laughs> what? What? That felt good. Yeah, it did. Just like refreshing. Nice release. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Okay. Clean it out. I want to stop. I want to name my D-bag. Lilo. Uh, Her name is Lilo. Lindsay Lohan. She finally addressed that bizarre video of getting punched in the face in paper magazines break the internet issue. So, you know, that's the issue, by the way, mm -hmm. that we also learned some insights from another celebrity of. Uh, controversial nature.
0: Amanda Bynes. Yeah, well, yes. Lilo
2: also uh, addressing the thing that we're all like, hey, girl, something uh, wrong? Yeah, what's going on with you? Now, that that instance we're talking about is, of course, uh, that Instagram live video of her getting punched in the face by a purported refugee. What? Mm-hmm. A family of four she was chasing around Moscow. She documented this. She went on to accuse the family of Trafficking their children before trying to take the family away,
0: and bring them into a car so, to watch movies. I'm not movies. sure where. Nobody's sure.
2: Um, Was she sure? So when I read, like, "Oh, Lindsay's finally addressing that." Wow. Okay. So she's getting real, real. She really wants us to watch her new TV show mm-hmm. on MTV. So I'm reading the article, reading the article, and it's like a blah blah, blah blah blah. Tell you the story. Tell you the story. At first, this is the author. At first, Lohan was hesitant to broach the subject with paper, telling the reporter during the initial phone interview they'd speak about it more in depth during the magazine's photo shoot. because oh, okay. she did a photo shoot, right? "Quote: Let's talk about it in New York. It's I, I don't. I do think Lilo. what she's
0: saying there is let me talk to my publicist and yeah. see what I'm supposed to say. She
2: said it's better if we speak face to face about it, so you can actually understand what really happened." She then spoke more generally about providing access to her fans, alluding to the altercation. Okay, fine. But she didn't talk about it. So then it came time for the photo shoot, which she showed up on time for. Wow. Well, that is is progress is a fact. Her publicist asked the reporter to note. Okay, Okay, so just sit with that, because she also
0: remember who her publicist is.
2: I doubt it was that one, but it could be
0: her Cincinnati friend.
2: I I see. I don't think. Yeah, could be. Yes. However, um, she arrives for the photo shoot on time because we know she has a hard time showing up on time. Here's the thing. She's supposed to talk about this thing now, right? Right. Because she said, I'll talk about it at the photo shoot. Quote, she was too tired to talk. So she said the following. (laughs) Okay. So she didn't talk, Mm -hmm. but later emailed Paper Magazine Mm -hmm. and said, I read the situation wrong. I've learned from it. That's all I have to say. So she's like, Oh, sure. I'll tell you more, but we have to do it face to face. I'm too tired to talk. I'll email you later. Oh, I have nothing to say. Excuse me she's up to her old tricks. And I'm just saying we didn't learn nothing. And that seems like a D baggy way to behave. If you want to not talk about it, tell people you don't want to talk about right. it.
0: I have a feeling. Have you seen black Klansmen? No. Well, go with me. Okay. Because in the movie, there is the person who is on the phone and then there is the person who is in person. And then there's the person who's on the phone And then there's the person who's in
2: person. Oh, you think somebody else wrote the email?
0: Yeah. And is doing the interview. You know what I mean? I'm like, anytime Lindsay sounds coherent, maybe it's not Lindsay. Mm -hmm. And then when Lindsay shows up in person and she's too tired to talk.
2: Yeah. Oh, you think somebody's on the phone?
0: I'm joking. I'm kind of kidding. I mean, it's possible. I'm just saying, but but to me, it feels like, again, she needed she, to check with somebody about how she was going to represent Oh, for this. sure.
2: And then they were like, yeah, you can't talk about that. So she gets there and she's like, I'm too tired.
0: Yeah. And she didn't do her homework right. And then eventually had to end up sending yeah. an email.
2: Also, this is what's wrong with Lindsay Lohan. And this is why she is always going to be her own worst problem, because she can't just do what she should do in order to be what she wants to be. And she will never be what she wants to be because she can't do what she's got to do to be who she wants to be. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? I think I do. Literally any other actress like Amanda Bynes was like, I was a hot mess. And then I worked on myself. I'm trying to get better. Let's see. Right. Right. Lindsay Lohan is like, I was a hot mess. So I had to look at myself but I'm not actually going to look at myself because then I would have to do something different, but I'm going to make you think I am. Please watch my show where I don't actually confront myself. And then you, again, she just can't do what she needs to do to get her career out of the toilet. And then she wonders why her career is in the toilet.
0: It's like her, her desperation for fame is bigger than her, her self-awareness and will always be that way. Yeah.
2: Well, and she just has a narrative, which I'm sure is not new to her or uh, not new to celebrity. But um, she has that narrative where she's like, um, you know, I could be a great star if only blah, blah, blah didn't happen. Well, I think if the blah, blah, blah is you, then yes.
0: I mean, exactly. My D-bag today shall be Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga again. Could remember when when she was doing the rounds for um, A Star Is Born, we kept on hearing her use the same quote over and over and over again about Bradley Cooper, mm-hmm. where she would say, "There were a hundred people in the room, and ninety nine people didn't believe in me, and one did. It was Bradley Cooper." And she said it like in yeah, every we played like single supercut. Yeah. yeah. She said it in so many interviews that it was almost comical. Well, Madonna was in a mood, and Madonna said, basically, don't mess with me Monday, and she posted herself saying something quite similar way back in the 80s. Here they are right next to each other.
1: There's 100 people in the room, and 99 people say they liked it. I only remember the one person who didn't. You know, there could be 100 people in the room and 99 don't believe, but all it takes is one.
0: Okay, so there's a subtle difference. Madonna is talking about remembering the one person who didn't like the things she was doing. Yeah, Lady Gaga is saying in a room full of 100 people, 99 people don't believe in her, but Bradley Cooper does. By the way, I would like to point this out. I always was confused by that. By what? By Lady Gaga's quote about Bradley Cooper. It seemed a little dramatic because first uh, of all, I couldn't. What? Well, I know. Shocker. First of all, I was like, what room are you in, Lady Gaga, where there are... So many people who don't believe in you and Bradley Cooper is the only one who does because nobody believes in Lady Gaga. Surely nobody believes in the person that sells out stadium and sells millions of records. No, no, no. They
2: all doubted you. And it was only because you started to believe in yourself courtesy of your co-star Bradley Cooper, who's also up for an award and you hope that you will win an award. I mean, please. Can I also just say that Madonna... Okay, so here's the thing. Madonna shades her hilarious... She knows her audience. That turns Twitter on fire. And then she takes the post down because Lady Gaga's fans can't take a joke Mm -hmm. and take everything seriously. Mm -hmm. And so uh, Madonna takes it down. And the other thing is, I mean, to Lady Gaga and all her fans' point, I mean, Madonna didn't create the English language. Of course. But... um, in this one, I honestly feel like Madonna gets the point.
0: I agree. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Especially because Lady Gaga, in the past, has said that she admires Madonna. We know that some of her songs have sounded similar. Reductive. Reductive. But
2: but but again, like that's true. And I go, ha ha. Uh, but then I also say, well, pop music girl is reductive. You. Coming from Madonna, you know, that is hilarious because Madonna has reductivized a lot. Yes. Uh, including people's culture mm-hmm. and ethnicity mm-hmm. and tradition. Mm-hmm. So, like, she should know. Yeah. Um, so it's again, it's one of those things where, like, in the petty world, yes, go Madonna, but also, I mean, know thyself, heal thyself. I did want to just say, of, lady gaga is there anything she could say in an interview that would not make our eyes roll no because i kind of feel like at this point she's trapped and i think she's frankly trapped by herself but but she couldn't say anything that we wouldn't be like girl you're trying too hard like she couldn't say like because if she showed up and just said you know, I can't say anything without people, blah, blah, blah. So I'm just going to be myself and blah, blah, blah. And we'd be like, wow. Okay. Roll my eyes at that. Right.
0: I think it's like, too. it's like you, it's too little too late. I don't even know what the right, what the right.
2: Madonna probably said it 20 years yeah, ago. Exactly.
0: I don't, because I don't even know who Lady Gaga is. I
2: really don't. Well, that's part of the problem, right? Yeah,
0: Is that she's been the package for so long and now she's trying to Kim Kardashian. I mean, I don't even know who she really is. Like, look at her right now.
2: Well, yeah, the hair thing is driving me nuts. And the,
0: she's, I don't know who she is. And so everything she does like feels Perry. to me like a prepackaged generic version of something else.
2: Katy Perry, Taylor Swift. I think performers don't have to be themselves. Like, who, who shows up for that? Because I would like to introduce you to yourself on a Wednesday night on your couch. Mm-hmm. Nobody is buying tickets to for that. that. And I don't just mean you. Don't rub it in. Don't send an email. I'm talking about all of us. Yeah. So, on the one hand, I get it because like I want to show up for Lady Gaga and I did. Uh the you know, the first time I saw her I was like, "Wow, she's amazing. She's talented. She's creative. She's clever." But then something changed because then it it, it didn't seem like it was her being creative. It seemed like it was her trying to be too too thoughtful to to appear like she's got it all figured out mm-hmm. because she is a star mm-hmm. it's like they told it's her like you were it, a star and she's like oh my god i have to be a star because they think that i'm a star it's like it
0: started feeding off itself yes. yeah and now she's doing it again a ga ga again
2: cute i like that
0: when we come back on the colleen and bradley show the share show is not getting great reviews even from Kanye West.
2: Well, that's don't, yeah.
0: More on that after this on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 107. Well, I haven't seen the Share Show yet, but people are seeing it and they're not loving it. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 107, one streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. So, this is the Share musical that opened on Broadway on Monday which was yesterday so yesterday was the opening night of the share musical on Broadway which in and of itself is interesting right Monday night opening yeah Um, And I will say, I saw it very, I was in New York just a month and a half ago, two months ago, and it was being advertised everywhere. Well, they did some previews also, and they opened it in Chicago, and I believe even Julia saw it in Chicago on stage, Uh, and she was a little bit lukewarm on it. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm here to tell you, Julia was spot on. The critics are not super excited about the share show, um, which kind of makes me sad. I don't know about you, Bradley.
2: Well, I I mean, you know, it just opened. They can work on it. Who knows? I mean, I would love to see it. If well, I, I mean, had the opportunity to see it, I would still see it, regardless of what, you know, what the critics say.
0: I think I still would also see it as well. Also, yeah, I for me, I think one of the things that I'm already skeptical of is like, how do you do share without it looking like you're doing a share impression? In any case, the show basically chronicles her career across the decades. Uh, It tells you about her uh, meeting uh, her ex-husband, now her late ex-husband, Sonny Bono. uh, And it talks about her rise to fame all the way up to the present day. But, Apparently, the critics say the jokes fall flat. It's not really all that exciting. Here are just some of their comments. Uh, from the New York Times critic, all gesture, no craft, dramatically threadbare and surprisingly unrevealing. Ew. From Vulture, the share show is not good. It's extravagantly, almost triumphantly not good.
2: Yeah, that's not good.
0: From Deadline, the lack of creative ambition and innovation is dispiriting. Well, one of the people who was in the audience for yesterday's opening.
1: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you.
0: Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Was Kanye West alongside his wife, Kim Kardashian. Apparently, I, and I did not know this, Kim Kardashian is apparently a huge share fan. No, oh. And so she was all excited okay. to see the show. They went to opening That's night. Fascinating. I who knew
2: join the club, I, right? Mm-mm.
0: I mean, now you have something in common with Kim. Bloop. So the two of them went to the show together, and Kanye West apparently was on his phone.
2: Yeah, I saw this, and I just love the the actor uh, whomever was on stage calling him out.
0: So Jared Spector, who was one of the actors on the stage, called him out like in the middle of the show. Tweeted at him, "Hey." Kanye West, so cool that you're here at the Share Show. If you look up from your cell phone, you'll see we're doing a show up here. It's opening night. Kind of a big deal for us. Thanks so much.
1: Nice. Yeah.
2: I kind
0: of loved that. That yeah. was a little bit ballsy. Right? Oh, for sure. Well, he replied. Um, Kanye West replied to this by saying, quote, the dynamics of Cher and Sonny's relationship made Kim and I grab each other's hands and sing, I got you, babe. Please pardon my lack of etiquette. We have so much appreciation for the energy you guys put into making this master I,
2: I just, I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why. Why? Why did they even go? I mean, obviously, Kim wanted to go and he was there. Now, he wouldn't be the first spouse to go along to musical theater for a a wife or a partner who is, you know, uniquely obsessed with that form of art or the, you know, people that are portrayed on stage. And Cher was actually there for opening night. So, you know, it's not like he's the worst person in the world, but like, um If you're Kanye West, I kind of feel like you're under everybody's looking at you and you must know that everybody's looking at you and do the thing that is expected of you, regardless of what you'd rather be doing, because, well, everybody's looking at you. And the last thing Kanye West needs right now is a story about him being a jerk.
0: Right. Put the phone down. (laughs) I will say his tweet back was like remarkably um, well,
2: he's, you know, he's a new person now. Apparently. He's decided to stop talking about things. Apparently. Yes.
0: Also, can we just have a moment with the vision of Kanye West and Kim holding hands and singing I Got You, Babe? Yeah. Does anybody else think that that's... Bloop! <laughs> they say we are. Uh, we oh, don't know. know. I mean, I, the fact that Kanye West even knows the words to I Got You, Babe is exciting I'm sure to he me.
1: didn't.
2: I'm sure he just knows, babe. I got you, babe. Which
0: is the bulk of the song. Uh, In any case, uh, that's for what it's worth what the critics are saying. And it was so Eh, good that Kanye West was on his phone.
2: Also, I I guess time will tell, obviously, Mm -hmm. after the show uh, has been around for a little while, whether or not it's going to stay around. But... Um, I hope they do great work. I'm sure the, the cast and crew have been, you know, working their little butts off. And Well, of course, yeah, absolutely. Frankly, I will say that, you know, as somebody, and I'm sure you have thoughts and opinions too, but as somebody who has gone to a fair number of shows before, this kind of a show has got to be a hard thing to do because you're taking, like, how do you tell the story of somebody like Cher right. in 90 minutes or whatever the you know, and then add a bunch of great music. Now, presumably they're singing her music. Yes. Um, It is the
0: music of Cher telling the story of Cher's life.
2: So I don't think that's an easy task. And, you know, to anybody who expected that, you know, it would be easy. Well, it's certainly not. Now, that said, I haven't seen the show, so I don't know, but I hope it turns out good because I want to see it someday. Yeah. And I'm probably not going to see it in New York. So if it doesn't leave New York, well, then I'm screwed.
0: Well, and I will say it certainly is better, uh, in my opinion, to see a show with Cher's music telling the story of Cher versus that crap carnival that Gwyneth Paltrow Paltrow tried to uh, Produce oh, with the, the Go Go's musical. The Go Go's oh. musical that was telling the story of what was it telling the story of? I don't know. Something completely unrelated like to in the Go Go. 16th century. Well, yeah. It's
2: like, Mama Mia, don't get me started. I don't understand why we couldn't just do a show about ABBA. Yeah. Why we needed to go to Greece. Yeah. But, agreed. Uh, agreed.
0: Agreed. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, so there's a radio station that has pulled the Christmas song, Baby It's Cold Outside. Mm
2: hmm. Mm-hmm. If
0: you could cancel one Christmas song for any reason, what would it be? 651-641-1071.
1: As fall fills up with activities and obligations, even a small time saver can feel like a big help. Grammarly is an all-in-one writing tool that makes clear, concise communication easier than ever. So you can finish your work earlier and head off to family dinners, social events, and fall weddings. Grammarly is free to download and works where you do, so every project gets finished quicker. Make sure your writing is free of mistakes with Grammarly's free, comprehensive writing suggestions and get an instant take on how your message comes across with the free tone detector. Let Grammarly Premium's Sentence Clarity Rewrites help you find the perfect words on the first try. You'll be confident writing client emails, deadline-driven reports, and presentations without staying late at the office. Get more time back in your day by writing with Grammarly. Go to grammarly.com slash podcasts to sign up for a free account. Then get 20% off when you're ready to upgrade to Grammarly Premium. That's grammarly.com slash podcasts. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search.
2: Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home.